Hi, Karen here, creator of Y2K. You're about to hear a wonderful cast interview. Before we start, I just wanted to let you know that when we recorded it, we recorded it in two parts. So the first part is the non-spoilery version, which you'll be hearing today. And the second part is a spoilery section, which you'll be hearing at a later date when the spoilery bits have all aired. Enjoy the non-spoilery version today. My name is Karen Hamdahl. I'm the creator of Y2K, and I am sitting here in a beautiful online space with three of our cast members. And I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves and to tell you their name, of course, and the name of their character, uh, and also where they are. For all the other interviews, I've asked about uh, the time, but I think this is going to be a little dull. But, you know, whoever starts <laughs> of you can tell me what time it is. Okay, Naris, you want to start? Okay, uh, I'm Neris, I play Emma, and it is exactly 7.47pm. And where are you? Oh, where am I? I am in Wales. Great, okay. Maddie? Hi, I'm Maddie, I play Claire, and here it is Edinburgh, and it's currently also 7.47pm. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Angelie? Hi, I'm Anjali. Uh, I play Sharon, and it is 2.47 p.m. in Washington, D.C. Yay! Okay, I thought you were in the U.K. I was in London, just got back to D.C. Friday. Ah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are you home for the holidays? Are you going back? I am, yeah. Oh, then so I'll be... it's, not, it's not dull. Yeah. Good. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, good. That that surprised me right off. Okay. <laughs> and I am in Gothenburg, Sweden, and it is 8.48 p.m. now because it's been a whole minute since uh, Maddie said her time, I think. Okay, cool. So we are uh, at least in three different time zones. I thought we were only in two. But you're going back to London after? Uh... Yeah, I'm going back in January and then I'll be there until June. Yeah. Wow. So it's some, some kind of uh, exchange student thing? Year-long study abroad. Yeah. Oh, lovely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good, because when I cast you, Anjali, you were uh, definitely in the U.S. And mm -hmm. I know that you were sort of uh, in London this past uh, semester. Cool. Okay. Now, I'm really curious, and I know it's sort of different for all of you. I'm really curious about what got you into voice acting and sort of your voice acting background. Uh, why don't you start, Maddie? So um, I've been into drama for a, a long time. Like in primary school, I was in doing drama clubs and things like that and acting out scenes from Harry Potter and all this kind of thing. Um, but um, and it continued through secondary school and university. But um, I'd never really thought about doing voice acting stuff until I did my radio MA. Um, mm. And so that was at Goldsmiths in London. And... I obviously really enjoyed drama and stuff, but I wasn't really sure what kind of programs I wanted to make or what things I wanted to do. But 
partially it was um, Ella Watts, amazing Ella Watts of UK mm -hmm. podcast fame, doing a presentation about different um, audio fiction podcasts. And I was like, oh, this is this is a whole thing that I could do. I love <laughs> drama. I love TV drama, I love film and I love audio. So it's just combining lots of my favorite things. Um, so then when we were doing our little um, kind of productions for the for our masters mm. I did a tiny bit of voice acting for one of my friend's pieces I think I was playing a sentient candle so that was <laughs> interesting um and I was just like oh I, I I hadn't considered I could bring my acting stuff from my past into this as well so um then when I wanted to do my own podcast I thought well I'll just I'll just voice both main characters because I'll just make life hard for myself why not um and so the Prick Willow Papers was born um Yay. and that's kind of where it all started off and then I did a little tiny bit part in of two lines in Windfall um oh a few months ago just to help them out because they needed more like crowd scene stuff <laughs> and then Y2K came along and this is my first proper thing of being cast by someone else so thank you very much <laughs> for that oh lovely well but you do a, a lot of voice acting in the Prickwiller papers so it's not like you're new to that <laughs> yes it is quite a lot and um I often just kind of I instead of recording just Zelda's lines and then just Squirm's lines the two main characters I tend to alternate between them so I can know how to react to myself in, in a weird way so um, I love that so much it's basically like me having a chat with myself in my dining room trying not to let the cat disturb my recording so that's I love that it, it is I mean, it took me a while. I was listening to the first episode of the Prickwillow Papers and it took me a while to figure out that it was you, both of them. And when I realized I was just like awestruck, it's so cool. Oh, thank you. <laughs> How about you, Anjali? Well, I have the opposite story. I have, I ha really didn't have a lot of performance background at all. I, I think like for a very long time, I was just like not confident enough, didn't think I I could do something like that. Years of speech and debate later, I started to feel like maybe, maybe I could, maybe, maybe, maybe it's okay. Maybe I'm not like just some random person deciding that they're good at something. Like I can actually give it a shot and see how it goes, but, which I, which I'm realizing is more common of a story than I initially expected. <laughs> but this past summer, I kind of just sort of fell in love with a lot of different podcasts and audio dramas. And I thought, mm. why not try performance through this avenue? So I auditioned for a few different roles and Y2K, this was one of the first that I had gotten. And so it's mm. kind of just been a crazy journey <laughs> since in the last like six months. So yeah. very happily surprised by how incredible the community is, how mm. like, how supportive they are and how like someone like me where I, I feel like I came out of nowhere didn't know anything was sort of taken in with open arms and so it's been really good yeah oh lovely <laughs> yeah well I think we can all attest to that the beauty of the community how about you Neris <laughs> quite a similar story in kind of not having any kind of background and no background in like anything to do with like acting or drama anything at all and like mm -hmm. how I got into voice acting it was I think kind of around September last year and it was a thing we fixed space junk did for their patrons they were mm. looking for like background voices for season two and 
that was that was what started it off kind of recorded a few kind of bits there kind of improvised some lines they gave us kind of a few examples I kind of went off from that and did that and kind of you can hear me kind of in the background of like quite a few episodes of season two and after that I was kind of thinking yeah I really enjoyed doing this is there something I can do I don't have any kind of background in it and what really kind of made me think okay I can try to do this I might not be any good at it it might not go anywhere but I want to try was Pod UK in February Mm -hmm. and I was just so inspired by meeting so many like amazing people from the audio fiction community Mm -hmm. talking with some of them like I spoke with Sarah Golding a little bit about voice acting and it just made me really really excited about it and like I really wanted to try and I've auditioned for quite a few things this year. Y2K was one of the first things and mm-hmm. it's the sort of the biggest thing I've done so far that isn't my own thing. And I really enjoy it. It's, it's great. <laughs> I'm just having so much fun with it. <laughs> and it's just like so amazing that it kind of come from nowhere and it's just something I love doing so much now. Yeah. I can definitely relate to that because I was at Pod UK too and I didn't meet you. <laughs> I didn't meet you either. I didn't meet, yeah. meet Kirsty either. And Maji, I think, were you there? Yeah, I was there as yeah. well. I didn't meet you either, <laughs> which is a little silly. This year, guys, this year. Yeah. Well, we're sharing a table this year, so hopefully yeah. we, will, we will be able to meet. Uh, maybe you can make it too, Anjali. Yeah cool yeah look into that <laughs> love to have you there uh yeah I was completely inspired by Pod UK as well uh and although I already had Y2K sort of I think the first three episodes written or something uh, at that time but you know very very inspiring so uh yeah Y2K what made you interested in auditioning because you all auditioned how about you Neris? Uh, I just really like the kind of the concept of it and I remember like 2000 quite clearly because I was 13 Mm. on New Year's Eve in 1999 so for Mm. me it was kind of like there was a big kind of nostalgia thing going back to kind of when I was a teenager like obviously you know the show itself is very different you know you've got people (laughs) in their 20s but I just really like the idea of kind of going back in to that period and kind of Mm. like reliving it a little again and idea the kind of concept of like Olivia as well like what she finds and kind Mm. of how that develops and just how you've got these two separate years and how they kind of interlink and everything I just really you know that was kind of obviously came out as it went on but yeah it's just like the initial I just really like the story as well and how there's kind of people all over like different parts of the world as well that really appeal appealed to me and just how like big the project was as well thinking wow you know if I can be involved in this it's such a huge thing it's gonna be all year so yeah, yeah I remember seeing the casting call thinking this sounds really 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 interesting something cool. you know big something a bit different and it just felt really really exciting to me wonderful Anjali you're nodding (laughs) yeah um I can relate to part of that the first part less so just because I was (laughs) born like 18 days before 2000 so not not quite uh yeah not not so much nostalgia but (laughs) 
still, um, that part's amazing as well. I would say, yeah, the concept of the story and the way that it interacts between times, between so many different places, I felt like was a big draw for me. I thought mm -hmm. when I saw the casting call, it was just like an incredible opportunity that I, that seemed very unique. I hadn't seen anything like that in the very short time that I was, you know, even looking. looking. So yeah. I, I feel like that was probably the biggest draw for me. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Maddie, you were nodding as well a little bit. Yes, um, I think also agreeing that, well, I don't, didn't know the time period as well. I was five in the year 2000. So a lot of primary school memories of Kylie Minogue and, and <laughs> steps and things like that. So um, yeah, but the, the, idea of um the voicemails I really liked and uh, I only afterwards started listening to Love and Luck and I really loved that and I know that that was part of the inspiration for yeah. this show as well and it's just a lovely um concept and also just looking through the characters I just like the idea of Claire because in my real life I'm very quiet and introverted and um not at all outgoing but just I really enjoy playing very out there characters because I get a chance to just kind of be a bit outrageous and do stuff I wouldn't normally do <laughs> so <laughs> that was part of the draw for me as well yeah oh lovely yeah I it's it's funny because I have in fact uh, met you now Maddie we met at Podtails, uh, which was lovely but I've sort of interacted with you more as Claire so in my head, you are so you are so much shoutier and, and drunker than you are in real life. That's amazing. <laughs> but uh, I think we can remedy that uh, at Pod UK. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my sort of mental image will be able to snap back into into form. <laughs> but I mean, it is it is a funny thing, of course, where I get all your lovely recordings, and I so much time just listening to your voices and sort of you know, getting to know your interpretation of the characters. And I mean, from from my point of view, because when I cast you, I'd written about half of the story. And so the latter half of the scripts are definitely very much informed by you and by your characterizations of these characters. And uh, uh, yeah, and I think definitely for Claire, because uh, I mean, I'm a planner when I write. So a lot of it was was all planned out. For Claire, I didn't really know what I was going to do with Claire. I, I knew exactly what kind of person she was, but I didn't know how, you know, how her story would play out. And that sort of came uh, along the way. And I think partly because you were so, so good at being this. I'm not going to spoil anything. So good at being Claire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So yeah, um, yeah. I've asked you to prepare some sort of question or point of discussion or something. We start with yours, Anjali. Sure. Um, I would say that I am kind of the biggest newbie when it comes to podcasting in this group. And so really my question was, all of you have been making podcasts or at least are starting now. What has been your experience? How how have you like been able to gather the tools to really get started with that? What advice would you give someone like me who's sort of just getting into it, doesn't know anything, really just curious how I could even get started? As in as in starting to produce an audio drama? Yeah. Because you're writing, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Lovely. So, sort of in the very early stages, though, and I would love to you know, get, make it into something probably oh by God. the end of next year, but we will see. But I'm just yeah. very curious what your process was early on and 
in, in starting your first one, like how did, how did that go? And the nerves, maybe how, how did you get over like a lot of like the early concerns? I'm sure there is lots to say. Why don't you start Maddie? Because uh, you've had your audio drama for the longest. Um, I'm just trying to think. So um, I was very lucky in that I got to do my MA, so I didn't have to like seek out a lot of stuff for myself. But one thing about writing that I found really helpful from that was don't edit yourself while you're working. Just let it flow out and just let it kind of splurge out. And then you can just go back and edit later. Because if you just keep going back and on the previous sentence you've written and going, oh, that's not good enough, then you're just going to be stuck forever. And also, you're not going to be able to surprise yourself with what you write. And I think one of the nicest things about Prick Willow is that I didn't really know where it was going. And in every other aspect of my life, I'm very much a planner. And in this, I was just like, I'm just going to see how it goes. And I think for I think I'm going to be a bit more planned for the next season of whatever I write. But just for a first experience, it was really nice to just kind of see where it goes and not put too many restrictions on myself. Mm. Uh, and there is, of course, you have you are creating all sorts of resources uh, for others to use in your uh, project with Seren. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> I want to because when people kind of ask me, like, how have you done it? I mostly kind of state well with a lot of help from people so I want to kind of try and pay that back a little bit even the little knowledge that I have try and help people who started out from zero like I did mm. and try and pass on what I've learned even if it's kind of like little tips and tricks of things that I've picked up that I found useful yeah and I mean because you have your um sort of audio drama the creation diary at the on the audio drama hub podcast which I love <laughs> and you're also blogging uh, which is wonderful as well yes when I when I do try and do get the time yeah I've, because yeah like I just want to try and help people see if I can create something useful but to also share this process of of how it's going and share how like stressful it is sometimes or how like yeah. good it feels when something particularly great happens I, I just yeah I just want to kind of share what I'm going and be open about it and see if that can help people in any way yeah I, I, I find it wonderful and and very helpful and I think one of the most amazing things that you're doing there is is that you're you're sort of opening up about the the not so great stuff and the stresses yeah. and the anxieties <laughs> and the oh that horrible disaster when you lost so much of your work yeah. and it's just oh but you know the way that that you are uh, talking about that makes it for me more sort of I think it lowers the, the threshold for people that can think okay you know uh, they're going to be setbacks they're going to be things that are not going to go my way but I could do it anyway. And that's the kind of probably the best piece of advice, uh, Anjali. And for anyone listening, contemplating this lovely journey of studying an audio <laughs> drama, to just sort of know that it's probably not going to go exactly as you imagine or plan, but yeah. it can be really amazing anyway. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. And if you don't start, you know, you're never going to get there. So yeah. <laughs> and I think for me, uh, writing, 
and I think I've probably said this in all the other cast interviews as well, I really tried very hard not to make it weekly for a whole year because that is a little bit uh, bananas or a lot bananas. But I just couldn't make it make sense with the story because, you know, we have these really close friends and they're really trying hard to keep in touch and they're moving very far away. Of course, they're going to be in touch at least once a week. Of, of course they are. And Olivia, if she finds this material, of course she's going to podcast every week. There's just no logic to doing it uh, in a different way for me to tell this story that I had embarked on. So, but I think as I was writing and realizing that, oh dear, this is very, very long and very, very big, it I sort of fell into that of just going, okay, well, I've started it now, so I'm just going to finish it. Uh, and somehow I did, you know? Um, so sometimes starting can be a, a good way of actually ending up finishing something. <laughs> yeah, if that makes sense. Does that sort of answer your question, Angeli? Yeah, I think so. I think it's also like a question that can never be answered, but also mm. thank you very much for <laughs> everything that you've said because it's been very helpful. Okay, good. Well, I mean, I'm really looking forward to this whenever it shows Ooh, up. Same, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, no pressure. Whenever it drops, <laughs> I'm going to be there listening. Yeah, accents. Maddie and Naris, you, you use your own accents. But Anjali, you do not. No. Uh, and you actually gave me uh, three beautiful accents uh, in your audition. You gave me your own, uh, which sounds American. You gave me a very, very beautiful uh, general British accent, I think, which there is no such thing, but you did it. Anyway. For my American ear, you know, <laughs> the general British accent was definitely yeah. what I was going for. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I, I liked it. But, you know, what do I know? You gave me this uh, accent that you are using for Sharon. And I was wondering if you, and I, I made you use that because I was like, yay, there's another accent in there. <laughs> Even though your other two are really beautiful as well. So do you want to tell me a little bit about that accent? And where it comes sure. From? I think it definitely comes from like home just because mm. I, I tend to like code switch a lot with like my family versus, you know, being out in the world and talking to usually other Americans, unless I'm studying abroad a year in London, <laughs> in which case I'm totally outside my comfort zone. But um, yeah, it, it definitely comes out a lot. And so I kind of just used a lot of that as like the base of it, because, you know, Sharon's background is Indian. She mm. is meant to sort of have an experience that I think is similar to mine in, mm. you know, being sort of a transplant and mm. um, living somewhere that maybe her accent doesn't match. But I think it's interesting because I haven't really had the chance to use that anywhere else. And so mm. it was it was exciting. And I'm, okay. I'm glad that people will maybe hear it and enjoy it, hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, that was one of the things when I was writing, I was like in the UK, um, there's so many uh, Indians and, and people from Pakistan. And I was like, but th that makes a lot of sense that one of the roommates would be from, because I didn't specify it before I cast you. And of course, when I was living in London, it was very sort of uh, present. And I thought that was, that's important uh, to show that. So yeah, I'm very, I'm very happy that you... you <laughs> Took on, took took her on with that accent. Yeah. Although you could have, of course, done your general British thing as well. So, and Neris, I make you speak Welsh. Yes, you do. <laughs> uh, I asked you if you wanted to. I didn't. Make you. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, oh, it's great. No, I'm always up for putting uh, more Welsh in in podcasts. Mm. Fun. 
<laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's no, it's it's great. I do like yeah. When when you asked me to do that, I was like, ah, oh, that's just so wonderful that you know there are so many other languages in in the show for it to be included was mm. was brilliant. It really it did really mean a lot to me that it was kind of considered because you know it's such you know it's a language from a small country for it to be kind of considered with these other like big huge languages that other people kind of know of was yeah it, it was uh, it was just so nice to to kind of to be able to to contribute it like some to the show oh good I mean I I just think it's so beautiful as well I'm just, I love all these different languages you know if I had my way we would all we would have like 100 languages in this show but I don't think we, I don't think we could cover that somehow but yeah I'm and of course, I put some Swedish in uh, for Janice and I put some Danish in for Charlotte. And uh, I think that's it. So, you know, not that many languages. <laughs> <laughs> a few. A few. Anyway, Maddie, did you have your uh, sort of question or discussion thing that you wanted to ask? Yes, I just wanted to ask what you all kind of learned about yourself in a kind of voice acting way from performing the lines and and recording them just kind of if you just kind of discovered something about your performance that you didn't expect or if you I don't know my my brain is going off track but something <laughs> you, that if, surprised us maybe yeah something if yeah if there was something that surprised you about recording the lines and something that you learned about yourself yeah Angela you want to start sure so this was one of my first roles and so that coupled with the fact that not much of a performance background. It was all really a learning experience. And that was incredible. Felt like I learned every single session that I did. I think also, especially because I was using an accent, it was really interesting for me to think about, you know, the layers of having to maintain that accent and then also the performance underneath mm. and being able to work that all together. So I felt like that especially was something that I had to work at, but was very rewarding when I was able to do it. And so yeah, I, I felt like I gained a lot from it. Really enjoyed it. Oh, good. I'm glad. Neris? Um, yeah, I think kind of a lot of the same for, for me as well, because um, I'm still like very new to the whole voice acting thing. But Y2K, kind of how that stands out for me, it's, it's the only recurring role that I've had so far. So it was really interesting kind of every month having to go back to the same character because everything else I've done has just been like one-off things that are like completely mm. different. Yeah, it, it was nice to kind of come back every month be like, yeah, I can do Emma again. It's nice to <laughs> come back to the character and see how that character then progresses through throughout the year and being able to follow mm. a, a character's the year progresses as kind of things happen around her and mm -hmm. yeah so that was really really interesting yeah great I think um because I I do come from a theater background uh, I'm a drama teacher and I um I've done loads of improv and stuff like that um and I've also studied theater directing but um voice acting uh I'm quite new at still though I've done a few things so I think playing Jess. One thing I do with Jess is I put, um, I pitch her voice a little higher because I mean, I'm not 25. I, I pitch her voice a little higher and just to maintain that tiny bit of uh, like a pitch race was uh, consistently was very hard. And I think I've flubbed that like a gazillion times and there are going to be flubs in the show, but I'm trying that and sustaining that as, as you were saying, um, 
partners just to sort of coming back to that at every recording session. Okay, where where's she at? Uh, was really interesting to me. Also, I can't say the word little as Jess. I cannot say it. I I write it and I can't say it. And I sort of stop writing it. And then <laughs> so yeah, that's a discovery, I guess. <laughs> Maddie, did you discover anything? I think, well, I'm very, very lame and have only been properly drunk about twice. So... <laughs> I <laughs> I was surprised that I managed to be like reasonably convincingly drunk. So very that convincingly. Was, that was exciting for me. <laughs> I think that was just the main thing. Uh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Neris, you have a question, I think. I hope. Uh I do. Um <laughs> well one, yeah, the one I came up with is for uh for you, Karen, actually. Yeah. Um with well came up with this because it's kind of relevant to what I'm doing but mm-hmm. kind of how have you found like the whole experience of being a solo creator kind of like writing you know you've voice acting as well mm-hmm. you're editing because like to me the impression that I get kind of from social media is that you're incredibly organized with it all like much more organized than I am <laughs> there's been like so much promotion for this show for months and that's incredible yeah it's just kind of interesting interested in kind of how the whole process has been from for you kind of from yeah. to, to where we are now yeah it uh, <laughs> it's a <because>. lot <laughs> yeah. I think is the answer to that it's been a lot but also um I love it so much and I am in, I think I got into theater uh an amateur theater at, at the start because I mean, I do love acting and I do love performances, but what I really, um, what I really enjoy are two things. I love having this sort of, um, having a whole project in my hands and sort of overseeing that both creatively and administratively, I guess. So theater for me is always a lot about my love for projects. And that was very easily translatable to managing an audio drama as a solo creator. And I think, I mean, writing, I'd written plays before. I'd never written anything of this um, size or length or whatever. Um, I mean, the full script is the size. It's it's more words than, uh, you know, the average novel, which is a little weird thinking about it. Uh, but I didn't know that when I started writing. <laughs> so that was good, I think. But I also, I mean, I think I have that. I love balancing the create the creative bits with the uh, admin bits. And I don't mind the admin bits too much. Uh, and I'm very sort of satisfied when I've uploaded, you know, like 10 episodes in a row and they're all, they're all there and I'm all done and I can go, yay. <laughs> so, um, and promotion wise, uh, you haven't seen anything yet, <laughs> but I have so much front loaded. Um, but uh, I'm glad that you're uh, that you've noticed that things have been happening. Of course, um, as a so, I mean, being solo, I sort of feel like I should bring people in more. Um, and of course, when I started, I was very confident that I knew how to find actors. And I felt very confident uh, from my directing background that I would be able to pick the good ones like you guys, you know, because I felt like I knew that I know acting. I know uh, 
I know uh, when someone is able to perform and I understand that. However, the audio medium and uh, writing for audio, I mean, of course I've learned so much uh, that I'm gonna do different next time. And also I think uh, editing, uh, I, I have a nonfiction podcast as well that I sort of cut my editing teeth on, which was lucky. Uh, so that's been going on for a year and a half and I produce that. So I took that, those editing skills, which are of course very, very sort of basic. And I read up on everything I could <laughs> about sound design. Uh, and I just sort of started, I guess. And um, uh, what else? What else was part of the question? Let's see. But I mean, I'm a control freak too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm old enough now to sort of... Um, understand that and try to work with it rather than against it you know sometimes it can be a good thing too does that sort of answer your question Nares? yeah yeah definitely. <laughs> no, just like yeah it's just interested in yeah in, in your your process basically but yeah mm. because yeah, I think and you know in regards to you guys the communication in regards to you and the cast zone and all of that I did that out of my own frustration as a voice actor and not not getting the information I wanted I guess so I wanted you guys it has to... been lovely oh, it good. has been wonderful I'm glad yeah no it's 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 great it's so brilliant we've got like everything it's just yeah it's so organized <laughs> like everything in one place it is so yeah it's brilliant, brilliant. oh good <laughs> well I'm glad you've enjoyed it. Okay, well, I'm going to give you uh, the opportunity to uh, tell people where they can find you on social media and, of course, about your lovely shows, those of you that have them, and maybe a little bit about upcoming something. So uh, you want to start, Maddie? Yeah, so um, you can find all my podcasty type stuff at snazzytapier.wordpress.com because that's my um, silly production company name. And um, I am at Maddie underscore abstract on Twitter. And you can also find the Prickwillow Papers, my podcast at Prickwillow Pod on Twitter as well. Perfect. <laughs> Anjali. Uh, I am podcastless, so just find me on Twitter at Here Lies Anjali. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and look out for an upcoming podcast in whenever. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Neris. Uh, on Twitter, I am at Podnen. My <laughs> podcast December is supposed to be launching next month, uh, uh, which is called Seren. It's S-E-R-E-N on Twitter, it's at SerenPod. And I do have a blog that I've been using to kind of kind of write about my progress in putting Seren together, which is uh nerisdiary.wordpress.com. And as Karen mentioned, I have been doing a diary for the audio drama hub podcast as well and uh pop up in a few voice acting things here and there. <laughs> Um, and you can find me at Karen Haim on Twitter. That's K-A-R-I-N-H-E-I-M. And of course, you can find all of us um, at y2kpod.com. So there we go. Uh, okay, you want to say oceans of hugs to everyone? <laughs> oceans of hugs. Oceans of hugs. Oceans of hugs. Okay.